everyone, and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat, the podcast that is dedicated to educating around fitness, nutrition, wellness, and of course, mindset. Now, if you are someone who has been listening for a while or just getting started and you love health and fitness, you love to learn about it and want to grow and learn even more, please make sure you check out our upcoming certifications, our fitness and nutrition expert certification, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certification, which you can learn more about at fitchicksacademy.com. So again, we have both of our certifications up and coming. You can check them out at fitchicksacademy.com where you can learn more, get certified and help others fall in love with their health. All right. Thank you so much for listening today and on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn. And my name is Laura Jackson. And today we are taking it back, like way back in time. We're going to tell you a little story about how it all began. You know, I feel like this is a really good opportunity because I was saying to Laura, I was like, we're at like over 440 episodes on Fit Chicks Chat, which is like mind blowing. A lot of we, are, <laughs> we are so grateful to all of you for listening and, you know, subscribing. So thank you so much. But one of the things that we don't really talk about a lot is we talk about it like in pieces, but we never really tell our story of like how our business began, where we were at before we started our group fitness bootcamp business and what we were thinking about, like what that whole process looked like. So I thought it would be really fitting to just kind of like take it back and do like a little trip down memory lane, if you will, and talk about how it all begins. So for those of you who are brand new to our world, when we started FitChicks, it was in September of 2008. Now, sorry, I just want to say something yeah. before you, 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 we get into this. Yeah. I think one of the reasons too, why I love talking about this story is we get asked so many questions about like, were we scared when we started? What did you do? How did you, how did you get the courage or how did you make this decision that you were like, and it's so funny because now looking back, it's like, wow, I can't believe we actually did that. You know what I mean? Like it's, so I also just want to say before we get into this, anyone who's listening to this, please use this story as inspiration. Um, We're going to share with you some of our ups and downs and and our learnings to hopefully help you, but it's also as inspiration to show you what is possible because we were not like fit. We were not like at a place when we first decided to get on this journey, we weren't, we didn't have six packs. We weren't, you know, we didn't have a ton of money to invest in a business. We just had a passion. We had an idea and we just made it happen. And yeah. it was scary as heck, but we did it anyways. So that I just want to preface that because I know we get a lot of questions about this and people like, well, sometimes when we tell the story, I think it just sounds like, oh yeah, we just kind of knew what we were doing. It's like, no, we no. didn't. <laughs> but no, if sure. we... But here we are 14 years later. And if we never took that chance, I don't know. I don't know what my life would be like. I wouldn't even want, I don't even want to ever think about that. To be honest, I never even, I never even let my brain go to that. Cause I'm like, it's not real. Like that's not the reality. So I don't even want to think about what that, what would have been. Um, but so, okay. So thank you for that preface. Cause that does make a lot of sense now. So as I was mentioning, we started FitChicks in September of 2008. And when we started FitChicks, we were both working corporate jobs. So I was working, I was the manager of sponsorship and advertising for the Toronto international film festival. And Laura, you were international marketing manager for Hilton hotels. Yes. So I and, was, I was responsible for a, 
all of the hotels across Canada for their marketing and their branding and all of this, you know, big grown up corporate job. Yeah. And at TIFF, I was overseeing accounts with like Chanel and Patron. And like, I remember the day, actually, this is just a funny little side note. I still remember the day I was working and I got a message that Chanel was flying in from Paris. Like the people from Chanel were flying in from Paris to come and meet me. And I was just like sweating through all my clothes because I'm like, I don't own anything Chanel. Am I going to fit it? And the meeting was at Holt Renfrew at the restaurant. And I was like, this is way too much for me. This is way out of my league here. (laughs) But anyways, but it's just like, those were the kind of things that we were doing, but what happened was we used to come home. So we lived together at the time and we used to come home from work every single day and just be like, how was your day? And I'd be like, meh. And you're, I'm like, how was your day? And you're like, meh. and like, we just weren't really fired up about what we did. And for some people, you know, having that meeting with Chanel would be really exciting and cool for me. It was really overwhelming and just didn't really fit my personality. And it didn't really feel like it was my purpose. It was something I didn't dislike my job, but I didn't love my job. And that was kind of where I was at. Yeah. And I felt the same way too. Like I was going through the motions and I had an amazing job and an amazing boss. I had amazing opportunities. Like I could have yeah. used to climb the corporate ladder. I was traveling to Beverly Hills all the time. I got picked up in a town car. Like I was telling someone this story the other day, one of our friends who we met later on in life. And she was like, that was actually what your job was before you opened your own business. I was like, yeah. I was like, I always like both you and I, we've always had these amazing, you know, situations happen to us. So we were exposed to a lot of different types of people, a lot of money, a lot of big thinkers, a lot of all this stuff very early on. But it's just funny even thinking back. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't, it's just so foreign to me as I even think about it. But I, yeah, like I liked my job. It wasn't like I didn't like it, but I think for me, one of the things that was always really true was that I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Like I know that when I look back to even when I was like a kid, it was, I remember being at school and I had cabbage patch dolls and (laughs) my mom got us like she, cause that was when, you know, you'd have to wait in line to get a cabbage patch doll. It was like the, the hot toy. And but then there was no clothes to put on the cabbage patch dolls. And I organized like this little ring where I was like, okay, like we'll do this. Uh, it was a, like a cabbage patch doll clothing swap. So I could always get new clothes for my doll. But I always was like thinking about earning money. I always had like three jobs. I was always thinking about how creative ways to do things. Like, yeah. So I always knew inside of me, there was this idea that like, I love the idea of being an entrepreneur and having my own business, but I just had no idea as to like, what What? that would look like or how I would even do that. Because we had always been told too, that to start a business, you have to have a ton of money. You have to have an investor. You have to have all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of played into when we found the passion for fitness and we're like, Hey, we want to do this. It was like, well, how can we do it? Like, it's going to cost us so much money. And you know, we're, we don't, we're not big wigs. We don't have all this stuff. Like Well, I think, and that kind of plays into the next part of it, right? Like when we started our business, um, before we get into like the logistical part of it, I think one of the things I want to mention, this goes back to sort of what you were saying too in the beginning, you know, not only did we have some doubts and fears about like even starting Fit Chicks in our bootcamp, but we also had a lot of outside influences telling us that that it was a bad idea. I remember um, specifically talking to my dad about it. And my dad said it was the stupidest idea he'd ever heard. (laughs) That was his exact words. And I I, I remember the conversation and me thinking, well, that's not very supportive. (laughs) Well, I remember too. I was like, well, that's okay. 
like, yeah. well, a little bit later on when we decided we were going to leave our jobs, that he was like, you're going to leave this amazing job to be a fitness instructor. Like as if it was like this neg, like low, like how could you even like generate income? How could you, you know, like, what are you doing? You have yeah. RSPs, you have a pension, you have all of this stuff. Yeah. And it was like this very like, I mean, it just was, it, we didn't always have a lot of cheerleaders around us, I guess is my point. And that kind of like played into it a lot. So like, even if you're listening now and you're thinking like, yeah, my dream is to be able to teach fitness and coach others. And I want to help business. transform lives. And I want to have my own business. You know, the best piece of advice I can give you, and I know we're going to talk about advice later, but I want to give it to you now. Cause it kind of ties into this part. The best piece of advice I can give you around that is change the conversation with the people that don't believe if they don't believe, I never spoke to my dad about my business for yeah, years. Just don't talk to him about it. <laughs> I just talked to him about other things. He'd be like, oh, how's your, how's running around in the parks going? And I'm like, it's good. How's your car? <laughs> like literally just change the subject because then it allowed for me to just stay in my own belief and not allow, allow his sort of negative belief of what I was doing impact my thoughts or my vision or where I was going. So that would be one of my biggest pieces of advice if you're listening right now and you're considering it. But so, um, Moving through the but, story. So yes, wait, but I sorry, just want to say something too, though, about yeah. that as well. Like, because again, I think it's easy when you're on this side of it, like where we are now talking about back then, it's very easy to be like, oh, it was like this and like this. And, you know, and I always try to kind of step back into that place because what I want to say to you guys is like, we didn't have a proven blueprint. We didn't have no. a path. We didn't know what we were doing. Like, I literally remember starting to build our stuff. And I was thinking like, who the heck do I think I am? Like, I'm not, I I don't know how to own a business. And even with fitness, like I was like, am I fit enough? Like, do I actually look fit enough that people are going to want to hire me to help them with their fitness? Like, are people going to take me seriously? Or like, Mm -hmm. do I actually know enough about fitness to be able to teach a fitness class? Like I don't have a university degree. I had a a certificate, but I was like, I don't have a university degree. I don't have a background in this. Like, do I know enough? And all of these questions that are very natural to come up because the self-doubt monster, like it's our brain. (laughs) Our brain just, I always say this, our brain just wants to keep us safe. So it's going to give you a list of like, why why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like all of these things. Right. And that self-doubt is enough to shut down most people. So to be able to move through that, like when you're at a place where you have this desire that you want something, but you're also full of this feeling of like, am I good enough? I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like everyone's going to laugh at me or thinks this sucks. Everyone in my personal life is giving me feedback that is not in line with what I want, like, you know, in line with my goal or my dream. And it's like, what the heck am I doing? And that's, this is where most people just kill their dream. Right. Right. Totally. So it's like when we're sharing into our story, it's like, I want you guys to think about it. Like I said, the beginning of inspiration, but also through that lens of like, we just did all this stuff anyways. We just, so when we decided that we had this passion for fitness and we wanted to get started, it was like, okay, Amanda and I started going through our own transformation and we were working out together. And then we were like, okay, we started kind of teaching each other our workouts. And then one night we went to a fitness class and we were laying there and we're like, there is 20 people like we're laying there because we're doing sit-ups. We're not just laying there. <laughs> we're laying there I might've just been laying there. <laughs> doing sit-ups, and we were looking around and we're counting the women there. And we knew we paid $20 for the class. And we're like, Oh my gosh, there is 20 women in this class. And they're each paying $20. That's $400 an hour. And 
we're like, this class wasn't even that good. Like our workouts that we do together when we're training each other are way funner than this are way more challenging. You know what I mean? Cause, and then at that point too, we started kind of our friends wanted to come and do workouts with us too. And then we started doing these little workouts with them for free and they were loving it. And we're like, our workouts are way funner than this. We're like, why don't we just do our own, like launch our own fitness classes and our, or our mm-hmm. own fitness program and do it the way we want to do it based on our workouts. And then we're like, then the self-doubt starts like, Oh my God, what, you know, who, and then we kind of, I remember we kind of like researched like the, you know, the girl and the people who are doing the programs were like, none of them have a university degrees. None of them have, you know what I mean? Business backgrounds. They literally were just like, okay, I'm going to do this. And we're like, mm-hmm. we're going to do it too. Yeah. So I then remember sitting at our dining room table and just coming up with our name and deciding on a date. And then we were just like, we're going to do this. And it was crazy. I, I can still picture it. Our little wooden table in our little townhouse in downtown Toronto. Me just too. Sitting there. <laughs> and then that living room ended up turning into like our headquarters where we would like do our posters and have our little team meetings on the floor with our, like when we hired some people to help us and do our phone calls with people inquiring about the classes. But it was like that first step. And I was such a bit, and I always say this to our students. I'm like that first client, that first that first person that you coach, that first anything is the most pivotal thing. And I want you to celebrate it. And so many times it's, it's in the veil of like self-doubt and fear. So it feels so uncomfortable that you think it's a negative thing, but you know, I will never, as long as I live, forget, like forget standing at Sir Winston Churchill park in Toronto. We had put up our signs. We had booked our first boot camp. Amanda was working, so I had to teach the first class because for the because first we launched we during everything. the we, we launched during the festival season. So yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> we taught bad timing together <laughs> for the first while. But I remember standing there because I'll see it, and I had this chalkboard sign because we were like, okay, let's just do it on a chalkboard, you know, like fit because the park was big and there's all these other sports going on and stuff. And I had the sign and I could see these women across walking towards me, holding their yoga mats. They're looking around. I'm like, oh my God, those are, those are like the chicks. Those are our fit chicks. Those are our yeah. fit chicks. Our first fit chicks, like our first paid, like, yes, we practice on friends, but like our first people who we don't know who took money out and said, Hey, I want to pay for this class. It looks really great. And I was like, holy crap. Like my stomach, <laughs> I felt like I was gonna have instant diarrhea. And I was like, what, like, what if they hate it? Oh my God, what am I doing? What the hell do you just leave? Just turn around and walk away. This is d- going to be terrible. Blah, 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 blah. And like, just going through this whole dialogue. And then I remember too, I had, so we had seven paying clients. And then I asked for two of our friends to come just in case if people didn't show up. So we'd have a yeah, good like fillers. Yeah. Which yeah. I highly recommend to anyone too, when you're first starting out, if you have three paid clients, you know, run it. And if you have any people, you know, who want to take it for free to bring more energy to the group, bring it. Yeah. But it was like, they showed up and then that actually made me more nervous because I was like, now I'm in instructor mode in front of people I know. You know what I mean? True. But anyways, it poured rain and it was like crazy, but it ended up being, it was like one of the moments that changed my life because not only did it start, our, was our first like kickoff to our business, but it was that I stood, I stayed and I did something that made, was so uncomfortable. And I realized it wasn't that scary because most people, they don't do the things they want to do because the fear in advance causes them to fail in advance. They're so scared of failing and it not working that they'll just give up on themselves and fail in advance versus allowing themselves to even try. And it was just, I realized in that moment too, if seven women show up, 17 women could show up and 27 women could show up. And then we went on to build 
one of the largest bootcamp companies in North America, women's only bootcamp companies. We had locations all across Canada and it started with that one moment. And it's like, that's where I just, I love business so much because it's not just about what you're creating to help other people and to live your dream, but it's also all of the stuff you're getting over in your own life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the way you grow and change because the I don't fear, mean, the anxiety. Totally. Yeah. Once you, yeah, the- once you look that stuff in the face, like our students, when they coach their first clients, like even for our practicals, right. Or our um, practical hours in the so fitness have, and nutrition program. Yeah. Yeah. We have our students, the fitness and nutrition expert program do practice classes and they're always so nervous beforehand. Like our Facebook group is blowing up, right. They're like, Oh my <laughs> God, I'm so nervous. I'm about to go do my first practical. I and, sweat through my shirt. <laughs> yeah. I sweat through my yeah. shirt. And I, Oh my God, I don't know. I, I don't think I can do this. They're emailing in blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, just breathe, go do it. We promise you, this is part of the process. This is going to benefit you. And every single time they're like, that was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. Because you, you flip the switch. Like you get out of the mode of, I can't do this to, I did it. And that changes everything. Completely. And I love that you shared all of that. Cause I think it's, you know, it's the part of the story that I think a lot of people don't think about, right? They just want to know like the how we did it and the steps, but it's like all of the fear and the anxiety around it and the self-doubt is the stuff that that's the hardest part of starting yeah. your own bootcamp business or group fitness business or coaching business. That's the hardest part because doing all the logistical stuff, like, you know, getting our permits and, you know, putting up our posters and handing out the flyers and doing all that stuff. That's just like, that's the surface stuff. Yeah. It's like the surface stuff. It's the deep stuff that you have to do. And that's like, even in our certification, we talk a lot about the emotional side of it, because if you don't get through the mindset side and the emotional side of becoming a coach, and if you don't do the practice and you don't like, you know, put your theories into practice and like learn and learn how to stand up in that leadership role, that's when it gets like really scary and overwhelming, or that's when you feel like, it's too much. And I can't step into that role. Right. Like it it just feels too daunting in some ways. Well, and it requires you like, that's the thing too, is like, you know, teaching group fitness, it's interesting because it, it, it also stimulates like every fear people have, right. Like public speaking, right. Cause you're standing in front of a group of people, like you're kind of all eyeballs on the group, all eyeballs are on you. And that's very primitive. Like it feels like you're outside of the tribe. And you're like, oh, wait, like back in the day, that's where people would be like, if I'm outside the tribe, I could die. Mm-hmm. So it triggers all these feelings of like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Right. So you're like looking at this group of people. And on top of that, they're working out and they're working hard. So they're not smiling at you. They're looking like, oh my God, I want to punch Laura in the face. Right. Like she's making me do 10 more books. I forgot about that. So it's I like forgot this- about the like super angry faces all yeah. the time. Yeah. So when you're first starting out too, and you're like, oh, do they like it? I want them to like the class. And they're just like, like grunting and like look so angry at you. And then you're, you like, cut eye. Your mind, you're like, everyone hates me. Everyone hates it. And then they're all leaving me like, that was amazing. Like, it's such a weird kind of like, <laughs> so you really have to kind of, under, which is why too, again, when you're going through most certifications, they don't talk to you about this stuff, which is why we talk so much about it at the Academy, because it's like, you have to prepare yourself like as the coach and also learn the skill set of teaching classes, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, you just have to learn how to teach classes. It's like, well, what do I do when I feel like everyone hates me? <laughs> you remind yourself they're just working hard. They don't hate you. They actually love you. They love that you're putting them through this, but they hate the fact that their glutes are on fire. Yeah. 
I, I literally forgot about that. I forgot about all the cut. I, I used to get in some of the cussers in my class. Yeah. I used to have a cuss corner. I would send all the cussers in one area. I'm like, you guys can just go stand over there and swear together. And they thought it was hilarious. They'd all just be like swearing over in a corner just so that they weren't being offensive to anyone else. But it was just, it was super funny. Almost all my class went over there. <laughs> they all just swore at me, but, um, but I love all of that. And I think it's, you know, I love that we shared our story today because I do think that that piece and just sharing how it all started because so many times people hear like the story, like the super, the not superficial, but like kind of the quick story of like, we went from seven women to seven figures and this is what we did, but they don't really hear about like all of the emotional side to it and how we transformed our living room into like our headquarters and how, you know, we were putting up posters at like 10 o'clock at night on Sundays to get the people to show up, like all of those pieces that are so important to understand that it was, and just, you know, to kind of add a little bit more to the story for anyone who thinks that it was just like, Oh, we showed up, we taught our classes. It was successful. We quit our jobs. We actually kept our full-time jobs for an entire year. So we worked our nine to five jobs that were mediocre. Like we liked them, but we didn't love them. We kept those for a year because what we wanted to do was we didn't want to feel like we were in scarcity in our business. We wanted to financially be able to take care of our rent, our bills. Um, It was just ourselves at the time, but we wanted to be able to do that. And then also all the money we were making in our business reinvested into our business. So we put it into savings. We would put it into marketing, our fax advertising way back in the day, all those kinds so, of things. Such a good marketing channel that, but we, <laughs> but we spent, we spent money and then we saved money because then what we did at the end of one year was we looked at our bank account. And we said, we have enough money to cover both of our salaries of what we would have made at our full-time jobs for one year. Let's quit our jobs. And at least then we know we're going into our business. And if it totally fails, which it won't because it was already growing, but if it does, we know that we can cover our rent and bills and living expenses for an entire year without even thinking about it. And for us, that was our comfort. Now, that's not necessarily like the plan for everybody and we get that, but we just wanted to be totally transparent with you that that was sort of our decision. Now, for a lot of students in our academy, when they graduate as a fitness and nutrition coach, they do it on the side, I guess, like a side hustle, like a side project. I call it a passion project. They'll do it like on the side and they'll start teaching like small group classes and things like that to start building up just the same way we did. But there are some who literally like Doug Mary, who she dove two feet in. She like literally graduated, gave her two weeks notice, quit her full-time job, went all in on her business. And now is generating between 10 to $12,000 a month in revenue. Something that is, was never even something she could consider in her full-time job ever even reaching. So it's, it's really just about your own comfort though, is what I'm completely. And that's one thing I love about fitness instruction that like fitness uh, group, fitness coaching is that it literally is the perfect part-time yeah. Or full-time job. And it's the perfect part-time job to build that can turn into full-time because some of the prime times to teach fitness are early in the morning, the group fitness programs early in the morning before your kids get up or before work. So if you do have a full-time job, you can do it before or at five o'clock after everybody gets off work into the evening. So you could do it after work, right? And, or you could do it on the weekends. So unlike something that a lot of times you have to build it during work hours, which would require you to quit your job or during hours with your kids, then it's like, it's so flexible. Like you literally can create it around anything. So that's why I always love it when people are like, I actually love the chicks that are like, I don't, I want to do this, like to build it up like the way we did. Cause I'm like, Oh, cause I can totally relate to that. Cause I'm not super risky. And also 
even if you don't ever plan on quitting your job, it's such an amazing part-time income. Like that $400 in a class that we were making, we ended up teaching, like we were making more in a month than in our full-time jobs at the time, Yeah, uh, teaching eight hours a month. So two classes a week, it was $3,200 a month we were making. So if you think that you have a full-time job and you want to make some extra income, especially with what's going on in the world right now, Start, get certified, start teaching group fitness program, do it in the morning or in the evenings or on the weekends around your current job. Then, you know what I mean? If you decide that later on, once you build up enough people and enough awareness that you want to quit your job, then go for it. But I'm always like, it's a no brainer. Like why, if you love fitness, why would you not get certified and be teaching a group fitness bootcamp? It will bring yeah. in so much extra revenue and you get to do what you love and you get your workout in at the same time. That was one of the other bonuses why we loved it. Yeah. We're like, oh, <laughs> we're getting our workout in and we're getting paid to get our workout in and we're building our business. Like it was like all, we just kept our, our focus on the positive aspects. Like people are like, we'll always, would always ask me like, well, aren't you tired? And I would always be like, no, like that never even crossed my mind because I loved fitness so much. I love teaching. I loved our business. I love, it was all fun and exciting to me. And I think that that's one tip that I always like to give people too, is just the idea of like, if you can look at it through that lens, it will never feel like work. It will never feel hard. Like, yes, it's going to be challenging. Yes. You're gonna have to test things. Like we have tested things over the years. We've tested so many things that we put time, energy, money into that never succeeded. Yeah. And we pushed them to the side and we kept going, but we've tested and tried things that have succeeded and have been amazing. And that's part of like business, right? But if you like that process of creating and helping people and all of it, it never feels like work. You're, it feels like, cause I would have done it for free. We were doing it for free. We were teaching yeah. our friends, right? So to get paid to actually do something that we loved and get our workout at the same time, I was like, oh my God, this is like the best thing I've ever heard of. Why have we not been doing this forever? Why isn't everyone doing this? I, I still know. feel that way. I still feel like every single woman who loves fitness should be getting certified and doing it as a part-time job. I agree with you 100%. Support your family, get more money in your bank account, do the things you want to do. Like, get your workout in. Get your workout in. Feel good about helping others and yep. making impact in your community. Like it, it literally has so much positive. There's no to downside it. to it. I know. No downside. <laughs> Everybody come to the academy and get certified. Yeah. Japanese certification well, on, is open. <laughs> I was going to say on that note, we are actually doing something that we never have done before. So normally our fitness and nutrition certification is only open two times per year in the spring and in the fall. Um, but what we have decided to do is a summer of self-study. So this is super exciting. I know we're really excited about this. So if you are like, you're listening to this, you're like, okay, that's it. I'm getting over my fear. I'm packing it up with me and I'm taking the long for the road and I'm going to get certified. I'm going to start my group fitness business because yes, I want more revenue. Yes. I want to be able to help others. And yes, I want to be able to get my workout and get paid for it and all of these things. Then you can join our summer of self-study where you can actually fast track yourself through the course. So this allows for you to be able to move through it as quickly as possible. You could literally be done by the end of the summer and have a boot camp or a group fitness business up and running by the end of summer no problem. And you're still getting all the support of our coaching team, which is incredible. So um, if you are ready, if you're like, yes, I'm no longer going to hesitate. I'm just going to do this because all of those pluses sound amazing to me. Go to fitchicksacademy.com where you can learn more about the fitness and nutrition expert program. And our announcement is coming out soon with the enrollment opening for the summer of self-study that will be open on July 11th. Yes. 
July 11th. So stay tuned for the announcement for enrollment opening. And we look forward to welcoming you to the Academy and getting you certified and up and rocking your own business. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to see all the women helping all the people and making all the monies. I know. I know. The ripple effect is insane. I love it. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. And we will see you again next week on Fit Chicks Chat. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.